welcome to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. I'm Beth Shank, host. This is our 10th podcast in our Nurses Actions for Climate Justice series. Today, Dr. Robin Evans-Agnew interviews Najim Al-Balushi, the Director of Professional Practice at the Directorate General of Nursing Affairs at the Ministry of Health headquarters in the nation of Oman. Najim is exploring upstream influences on health and including environmental health, climate change, and climate justice issues. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Nurse Actions for Climate Justice podcast. And my name is Robin Evans-Agnew. I'm one of the interviewers for this series. And in this series, we're showcasing actions nurses are taking around the globe to address and advance climate justice for people and our planet. Um, in the studio today, I'm so, so excited. We are actually like all the way across the world here uh, with uh, Najim Al-Balushi, uh, who's a senior nurse uh, and a Fulbright scholar in Oman's Ministry of Health. He received his general nursing diploma from Oman in 2007 and um, with an emphasis and then a master's of public health and health policy and administration emphasis in the US in 2011 and 2015 respectively. He's another student of Dr. Uh, Ruth McDermott-Levy who uh, has been connecting us to nurses across the world uh, doing this great work. He's worked in various uh, different specialties, ranging from orthopedics uh, to accident and emergency and intensive care. So this, uh, this, 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 Najim's going to be able to kind of really give us a great bird's eye view into how nursing is uh, is is working inside Oman and outside. He is a member of Sigma Theta Tau, um, Alpha Nu Chapter, the Honor Society of Nursing, and a community leader. Najim, great to have you in the studio today. Welcome. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, speak with you and share um, our experiences. Yeah. So you've been uh, you've you've been in the States. You've done some work with refugees in the States. And now you've been you've been uh, doing all of this great work, building and working for leading nursing inside um, Oman. Tell us about yourself and uh, your connection to uh, nursing, the environment, environmental justice, and, and climate justice. How does this whole fit together for you? Um, so, yeah, um, I'm Najim Belushi. I'm a nurse by profession. Um, as you've said, I've acquired my um, general nursing diploma in 2007 and then uh, got an opportunity um, as a scholarship from the Ministry of Health to um, continue my education and got my um, bachelor in nursing from Villanova University in the US. Um, after that, I was like really, really um, lucky to get a Fulbright um, uh, scholarship as well. Um, and during my undergrad, actually, I um, studied this course called International Health. And uh, that's where I was like, um, um, I think I need to do, I want to do something other than nursing. For my master's um, and um, I looked into the programs the global health environmental health was 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 so dear to my heart and I started reading more about it and I was like yeah that's that's what I want to do uh, in, the, in the coming years of my life and uh, so I looked into different programs and I was like okay um, with the help of my advisors and uh, professors at Villanova University and um, everything was pointing to public health 
because it's, it's such a, um, a bigger umbrella that contains all these topics and issues all together. And uh, so that I don't have to just focus on environmental health, um, especially when I, uh, when I return back to Oman, that's what was my thinking when I was in the US. So I went for my uh, public health masters in, um, and with the emphasis on, on health policy and administration. Um, again, I did not choose a specific um, emphasis area like environmental or biostat or epidemiology so that uh, when I'm talking about health policy and administration, the impact of that emphasis uh, can be at any of these um, old topics that come under public health. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to constrain myself to one specific area. Although I, I, I love, love that. I love that because, because uh, what we're doing with this climate justice agenda for nursing is we're really talking about those policy level, right? Economics, politics, um, social systems, it all kind of falls into this. If you look upstream enough, you have to deal with policy. So I, I love this. Um, so how does, how, so you had already kind of been a nurse and then you kind of looked at this and you took this public policy direction. So how does that work out for your, um, for, for your sort of vision of things and, and, and how, and, and your work in Oman now, how, how's that working out? So um, I worked as a clinical nurse until 2016, um, until I came back from my master's degree. Um, then I, I tried, I said, uh, working in one hospital um, was not enough for me because I wanted to get out there and then understand the healthcare system in the country, uh, make connections, make networks, um, meet with people, different specialties, um, talk about uh, policy issues, administration issues, leadership in healthcare, um, which, is, um, which is of great importance um, on, on, on how you want the healthcare system to be um, now and in the future. So uh, my first step was to um, apply for, for a job still in the Ministry of Health, but from um, a, um, a, a central level, let's say, or, or national level, because we have a national healthcare system. Mm -hmm. So the best place would, uh, was at that time, uh, the Ministry of Health headquarters, where we deal with uh, the whole country. So being a national healthcare system, we are in touch and in connection with um, all hospitals in any healthcare institution in the country that belongs to Ministry of Health, which is the biggest uh, provider of healthcare in the country. Um, that has given me the opportunity to um, travel in different parts of the, of the country in Oman and um, get to know the, um, the, the different types of services provided, uh, you know, the very difficult geographical um, locations. Sometimes it's very difficult to get to there and uh, sometimes C is the only way to get to a particular clinic or a health center. Uh, sometimes mountains, road, uh, you know, and of course, uh, sometimes you have to take the flight um, to get to a place. So, so all that, some of these communities are very small or they're just very isolated because of geography, because of the terrain in, in Oman uh, being yes. uh, quite mountainous and, and quite dry and with um, roads in some places, but other places you just have to travel by, by, by the yes. ocean. Yes, and uh, the government since, um, uh, since a long time has done a great job in making sure that um, our population, the Omani population, um, is covered uh, by the healthcare uh, services. So we have um, almost um, every 10,000 of population has an access to, um, to a health center or, a, or some type of health service. 
um, we we categorize the healthcare system into three three different categories or three different levels: primary, secondary, and tertiary. So um, if somebody gets sick, they get to you know go to the nearest health center, which is a primary level, and then um, from there they will refer this person to the secondary level, and if needed, to the tertiary healthcare institution. But um, healthcare centers are, are accessible uh, to the population in different terrains of Oman um, and um, not only Omani population, of course, the non-Omani population as well is living here. Um, they receive um, uh, free um, emergency healthcare services um, whenever needed. So um, even, even during uh, the, the current pandemic, COVID pandemic, um, the country never um, stopped you know, looking at the non-Omani population living in Oman um, and provided the treatment, uh, the vaccination, um, all for free through the government mm -hmm. to, the, to the people um, in, in Oman. How, so, how's, that, how's it been going? How's it? How's the how's the fight against COVID been going in in the country? I think I think we are doing we are doing much much better um, mm -hmm. this past um, month. I would say, although we don't want to get our hopes high <laughs> so quick. We've learned that, yeah. haven't we? <laughs> it's a very hard lesson, yeah. And um, it, it was it was really interesting to go around the country and visit uh, nurses working in um, COVID ICUs. Um, so one of my um, roles at the Ministry of Health is to look into the nursing practice in the Ministry of Health hospitals. And um, it was a great opportunity for me to go inside and be next to you know, bedside nurses and see how they're tackling uh, the pandemic and what are the challenges and what sort of help can we provide from a central level in the ministry whether it's uh, policy, you know, changes in policy and or getting the uh, resources needed for the hospitals and for nurses. Um, it's, it's just been a great experience. And at the same time, um, we realized, and not only nurses, but all healthcare professionals realized how important nurses are, you know, mm -hmm. when it comes to, when it comes to yeah. situations like this and the pandemic, because, uh, it, you know, it happens in hospitals that nurses are doing non-nursing jobs that happens everywhere. And, um, you know, other healthcare professionals are expecting sometimes nurses to be really generous and helpful and uh, do some of their duties for them. But during COVID, that was not possible. Nurses had to stick to nursing responsibilities. And that made uh, may many other healthcare professionals realize that uh, there is actually a shortage in nursing, especially specialized nurses in critical care. Um, so it's, it's been a it's been good opportunity. It's been a great That's interesting that, that you know that nurses get pulled into. They get thought of. Oh well, they'll they'll, they'll do everything right here. Um, yes. I, I was yes. I was I was sort of struck by thinking around um, Oman and sort of one of the birthplaces of nursing in in some ways from um, one of the uh, wasn't it like sixteen hundred years ago? I think I remember in a paper there was a a a, a, a very famous nurse midwife who came out of Oman, um, and I'm forgetting I'm forgetting her name now. Um, but 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 there was but there's been a great tradition. So how does this how does this nursing work connect with environmental justice and the climate and and what Oman is experiencing right now? I, I you know everybody just assumes Oman's a hot country, um, but is it is it getting worse? How is it how how is how is Oman especially kind of dealing with it? And how are the how are the populations handling it? And especially the ones that are less fortunate than 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 others. How how are they coping? So yes, Oman, um, Oman is in a region which is really 
you know, uh, it's, it's mostly desert um, and, and mountains in some, mm -hmm. of, some of the parts of the country, um, it is getting warmer. Um, we do see changes in the, um, the weather. Um, just like maybe two, about two weeks ago, we had a storm uh, that had hit um, Oman in the north part of Oman. Um, and that was, that, that's not very usual um, in Oman. It does happen, but um, it's not that usual. So we got um, a lot of rain and uh, the nature of the earth here or the, the, the land here in Oman uh, is that it doesn't really absorb, you know, the rainwater as quickly um, as, as the other um, um, terrains and um, parts of the lands in the country, in the, uh, around the world. So uh, we've had uh, floods in some of the areas, areas and um, some, some people were affected. Um, uh, some of the um, houses that were, you know, uh, the temporary um, houses were, were also affected a lot. Um, Health-wise, uh, the, the Ministry of Health so is doing its best. Temporary houses? What's a, what's a temporary house? Is that for so, non-Omanis who are kind of living and working in, in the uh, area? So, so I'm talking about like um, houses that are built of, uh, of, of gypsum, for example, okay. or, okay. or some, of the, some of the construction sites okay. where there are construction workers, um, you know, um, have their this um, temporary place where they can stay in, okay. in accommodation, sort of. So um, that are not built of uh, brick and, uh, and, and cement. So those places were affected. And, um, but the response was very quick from the government and uh, from the um, healthcare system in Oman. Um, we've had, uh, even though there was flood and all that, but still we've had um, many clinics or health centers open 24 seven to receive any emergency cases, um, any evacuations were done, of course, in advance, but some of the areas that were hit, there was, that, that was not in the radar of uh, the, uh, you know, potentially affected um, areas, but uh, they, they managed, they managed to get to that. But yeah, in, in general, um, we, we have populations that are not Omani. Um, um, sometimes they work in like, you know, um, heat and raising temperatures. Um, but there are there are laws, you know, regulations regulating that. Like for example, if you reach if the if the city reaches to a certain temperature, then um, everybody has to you know leave work between twelve p.m. to three p.m. and you're not allowed to work at that time because it's like really too hot. And uh, is people that can new? Has that been has that been a, a a law for a long time, or is that what? Was been there it? for a long time. It's been there for a long time now. Um, some, you know, some people choose to follow and some don't, um, but if, if they're caught, then they, they get uh, to pay the fine and, um, and they will be stopped from, from working at that, you know, those right. times when it's like really hot. Um, so, so that's, that's affecting. And, and why, um, when I um, heard about the American Nurses Health Alliance um, group, um, it was something that I wanted to maybe think about uh, starting as, as, as the first group maybe in Oman and uh, I'm not sure what's going on. I need to find out if, if there are similar um, group of nurses in the um, GCC countries or Gulf Cooperation Council mm -hmm. or in the Middle East and North Africa so that I can get their ideas as well. But uh, that's, that's, that's my plan to um, you know, establish a group of nurses who are really um, going to be uh, called to sit on the same table where um, policies are made, you know, or policies are discussed or climate 
change issues are discussed and nurses being the frontline you know healthcare providers um, probably would be great assets to these um, meetings and uh, informing informing the policies and how they're and, and how they're made that's something that that's one of the challenges that we have actually is um, is, is nurses not being um, involved in uh, those discussions yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I, so, it's it's frustrating sometimes because nurses see so much and they are so connected to um, patients and the public, mm -hmm. but they don't have a seat at the table. Um, you talked about leadership, so I'm curious about that. Now that you're sort of inside the Department of Health or the Ministry of Health, and you're and and you're you know seeing these communities and you're you're getting a, just a wider vision of what nurses, what the potential for nurses, plus. I'm also responding to this idea that with a strong primary care system, um, there's a lot of resiliency in that, right? So you can have floods come through, but you've got primary care systems around the country, uh, 10,000 people per per unit. Um, so you've got some way of getting, getting uh, you know, responding to emergencies a little bit better. Um, so I'm sort of curious about that. How, how, is, how does that um, how does that whole thing kind of work in terms of that policy and systems level that you're thinking about, especially in terms of leadership? What what should nurses be doing for leadership? Do you, do you think? Yeah, so um, I think um, we um, the work that we do with the Ministry of Health um, is is really preparing nurses to be leaders, um, and that does not mean that they're leaders just within their healthcare institution. That means now when we talk about 10,000 population, um, so the nurse in charge, for example, of that clinic or health center is, is also looking at that 10,000 population, the well-being of that 10,000 population, um, you know, um, expecting what type of, um, you know, illnesses could be uh, tackled in advance and what type of prevention methods that needs to be taken um, into account uh, to, to stop this population from getting to the secondary or tertiary healthcare level so that we can you know solve the issues or the healthcare issues in advance so one of the roles that we uh, focus on at the ministry of health is is preparing those nurses from that perspective and um, giving them the or empowering them to be able to make decisions in these difficult times um, there's a lot of different types of preparations training programs uh, we have, um, um, you know, monthly meetings with these nurses. We have face-to-face -face visits with these nurses in different locations in different parts of the country. Um, hearing from them, um, the, my best part is, is sometimes when we have a bedside nurse who is actually talking out of experience that, um, so you are here to help us. So this is what our issues are, bedside nursing issues. And this is what we are dealing with with the community, for example, when we go for community health visits um, into people's homes. Um, please, can you guys help us from the you know, policy um, perspective so that we have new guidelines, we have the support of Ministry of Health. And, and my team and I get really excited when we get um, you know, comments like that. And then we start thinking more about it. And then we hear from one nurse and then we want to hear from everybody else in, around the country, whether they have the same issues, whether they have the same challenges. Mm -hmm. And most of the times, yes, they do have the same challenges when 
when we start surveying nurses and all that. And then we bring back that issue to the Ministry of Health and then start discussing involving stakeholders, not only nurses, but um, as many people as possible who are from specialty areas in the Ministry of Health and outside of the Ministry of Health. And as well as, of course, the patients themselves as, as our biggest stakeholders. So we work on policy development and uh, once the policy goes through the, you know, um, the auditing and uh, the all that um, verification uh, process. Once it gets um, approved on a national level, then we release the policy and then we're like, okay, so this is the policy. It came from an emerging issue, uh, an emerging uh, challenge that nurses were facing um, in their daily lives, in their routine work environment. Um, so once the policy is released, then we go again to follow up. How is this, how, is this actually helping you guys? Is it practical? Do you want us to review it again? Is there something missing? Do you want to add something? Um, all those sorts of things. Then again, we start with our visits um, that I personally enjoy a lot uh, going around around the country and, and hearing back from them, their feedback. So that's, that's the impact of, um, of empowering nurses. Um, not only that they need to follow the healthcare um, leaders, but they themselves are leaders because uh, leaders or managers cannot be there 24 seven with you, guiding you. You need to create um, your own or, or bring out your own uh, skills in, in leadership and management. One of the things I've been wondering about, I mean, I, I'm, I'm making an assumption that part of your position too, in terms of the policy level, is really thinking about empowering that nurse, right? So as you write those rules and, and someone says, oh, that nurse needs to get a, a sign off from a physician or from someone else in the system. And you can probably interrupt that and say, ah, wait a second, this nurse is qualified. This nurse is, uh, this is a decision. This is a decision that a nurse needs to make. Um, so you can kind of interrupt that. I, I'm hoping, I'm thinking, I'm thinking yes. that, that that happens, right? Yes, yeah. yes, uh, that really happens, um, but in a very um, positive way. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, since working at the ministry level, um, um, it's, it's, it's such a great system where it connects each specialty with another um, and nurses with other healthcare professionals. And we as nurses, we are trained you know, in our education um, to be next to patients. You know, we are, we're, we're warm. We, we love to talk with all that affection and all those emotions. Um, and uh, we are great at uh, emotional intelligence, I think. Uh, and people love to hear nurses talk. Um, so when things like that happen, um, we, do, we do talk. We don't interrupt, but we, we, we make sure that our opinion is heard yeah. and, uh, and that we, whatever we say, um, is being taken into account when thinking in, in a particular way. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it ha also happens uh, sometimes during my visits to the healthcare centers um, that I see um, specialized nurses who've been working in a, in a particular specialty, um, correcting um, you know, medical doctors um, in, in their prescriptions, in their way of dealing with patients, in their treatment uh, plan. And they, they discuss and uh, doctors um, or medical doctors, they really respect that. Uh, most of them, at least, um, they respect that and um, and they go along with the, with, the, with the plan and they like to discuss it. So nurses have a very strong voice. I love that. And I think that that's one of the one of our things that we've got to do a bit better in this world is um, we've, we've got to 
nurses because of uh, because of their gift or their opportunity to have this you know this to be working in a very relational environment right you can't get something done with a patient uh, you can't the patient has to uh, you know has has to you have to build a relationship with the patient to empower the patient to be able to um, work on their health right and in the same way you're working in your team uh, you're both leading and you're following in your team um, this whole sort of like I'm trying to challenge this channel is back to this idea of 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 climate justice what do you think what do you think are the biggest challenges facing nurses in Oman in relation to um, uh, just and equitable access to resources to uh, meet uh, the changing demands in the community relating to climate like you've talked about flooding and extreme weather probably there's you know there's always some pressure on 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 uh, the availability of fresh water probably um, inside of that um, and and the and the differences between the the non-Amani populations and the others how how do you what do you think are the biggest challenges for, for nurses in Oman? Well, um, the biggest challenges in that term. Um, so I would first of all think about, you know, COVID pandemic has um, shown us um, the amount of work nurses do, uh, and, and I promise you, I'm getting to to, to a question. No, it's good. <laughs> this is a podcast. We can have a chat about it. It's fine. <laughs> so, so nurses will like you know working in a COVID ICU with all that uh, personal protective equipment you know, for eight hours and sometimes for 12 hours, it's, it's really exhausting. So the first thing you want, once your shift is over, you just want to get some rest. You need to get sleep because you're, you want to get ready for the next day's shift, which is again a 12 hour shift, or for example, or eight hour shift. So, you know, this has been there even before the pandemic. Nurses get so exhausted and um, the limited time available for them to engage or to practice their social life also has been one of the challenges that they couldn't really focus on things like that. Um, and in, in, in like maybe 100 nurses, you'll find a few of them would be like, yes, I can make time. I can arrange my time. I have time management. And then, and then, and then I you know, discuss these issues and bring it out and then start helping people uh, but it gets really difficult in that manner. So, um, but still we um, have nurses working with the community, um, especially community health nurses, when they go and visit homes, they do come across issues like that. Um, some of the areas, uh, we, we, we use desalination plants, mm -hmm. you know, converting seawater to uh, drinking mm -hmm. water. And um, um, that's that's like one of the one of the things that uh, the country spends a lot of money on. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do we do get some rain, you know, and that water is being you know utilized for agriculture, and um, and, and for the land uh, developments. Uh, but but um, um, that's one of the reasons that why, why I want to start a group of nurses who are going yeah. to be looking at environmental health issues, uh, which also includes the climate justice, and uh, so that. While we do our nursing um, roles and responsibilities, we also include this part of um, um, food security, for example, or water security, um, as one of the things that we want to, you know, address. Because um, now, when it comes from nurses, um, 
and uh, you know we are very trusted we are a very trusted profession um, among people among communities among populations so when it comes from nurses people will be like maybe if it did not work all these years hearing from other people other um, specialties or other uh, professionals uh, maybe nurses could you know do that or could have that miracle when policymakers would be um, able to listen to and uh, they'll be like yeah we do have issues now nurses are talking about it so there must be something that needs to be done about this um, I'm having my hopes high but um, but that's that's what I'm looking at uh, that's what I envision to be the case in the future of, uh, of the group that will be uh, working on environmental health issues and public health in general I think I think I think it's wonderful and I think you're actually showing everybody kind of an, an example of what to do right which is to start organizing nurses right um to uh not wait for somebody else to lead but to step up and start leading in whatever small way whatever way you can um you know you've addressed the major challenge too i think is that nurses are being asked to sometimes do too much um uh, there are not enough nurses, um, and uh, the complexity of care never gets never gets any easier. It just gets more complicated, especially with COVID, what you talked about. And so nurses need to rest and they need to stay healthy. Um, and um, and yet they're they're walking around, you know, uh, catching babies out of the out of the river all the way downstream, and they know they know that that there's a way to stop the babies from falling in the river further upstream but they can't get there because they're so busy and and that's that's the the real challenge but i you know i love this idea that you know one of the actions that that you're taking is to uh, sort of take this on to try and figure out how you can begin to develop an interest group of nurses to be concerned about the environment and certainly it sounds like in Oman, the system for community health nursing is pretty established. So is it still one nurse per 10,000 inside the community health nurses or are they doing more like home visits for people medically fragile and things like this? How, how do the community health nurses work? So we have different programs in, in primary healthcare centers where we do follow up patients who are at high risk um, or the community members or population who have diabetes and hypertension and, and you know, and chronic um, and COPD and um, um, other sorts of um, illnesses. Um, there are services for, you know, um, cancer screening um, available um, for free. And there are some NGOs, for, for example, Oman Cancer Association that I work very closely with. Um, it does a lot of uh, free services for the community, um, regardless whether you're Omani or you're non-Omani. Um, and usually when non-Omani is a required treatment, um, you know, in Oman, um, so this um, Oman Cancer Association starts like st sort of collecting donations to cover the cost of the treatment and all that. Um, so community health nursing, um, we're working very hard to get to a level where, um, each and every um, individual in that population covered by the health center is, is looked after. Um, it's again, it's, it's really um, difficult to get to that point, but again, at least we can use other methods like telehealth, you know, other innovative methods to get to the population. Um, whenever, for example, they come for a different reason, a trauma or, or the system detects whether this person is, uh, you know, for example, 50 and above, 
um, age. So we were like, okay, so you are in the target group and we would like to, you know, um, advise you to run some tests if you haven't done any, um, you know, checking your um, lipid profile, um, your blood pressure, your, your, your um, blood glucose. So many of the people, they, through that, they're living perfectly healthy life according to them. But, you know, when the test results come out, they're like, oh, okay, it's good that I, I caught it early. Um, and um, for example, the screening services for cancer, um, we've also have had uh, many hundreds of women, for example, because breast cancer is, is, is the number one um, cancer in Oman. And, uh, and um, um, we've, we've, um, we were lucky to um, discover um, pre-stage one, um, you know, cancers, um, lumps in women who were able to go and uh, follow up and uh, get it treated. And some of them were at the stage one or stage two. So at least uh, these, these women never had any symptoms and they just came for a screening, but um, we were lucky and they were lucky to, to get the treatment at the right time. So those sorts of things, I think we'd love to do more in the future, although that was affected during COVID-19 uh, pandemic, unfortunately, because all the attention went on, you know, tertiary care of ICU care and all that. Um, but, but we are back, we are back in the, in the primary health care. So yeah, um, community health nursing is another area where um, I'd, I'd love to spend uh, some, it's some time. Important, it's an yes. important system. We're, we're, kind of, we're kind of out of time, um, Najim, but you've been, it's been wonderful talking to you, especially because you, uh, you're coming from a, a system that is uh, quite more universal um, in, in terms of its service, although it seems like there's a little bit of a difference between who are the Omani and the non-Omani population who are, you know, coming in and, and, and working construction and doing other sorts of uh, work work there and then sending remittances back. That's very much like the U.S. It sounds like there are challenges, the challenges with geography, uh, certainly challenges with um, some of the climate change effects that are happening as we go on. My dream is that maybe there'd be some kind of screening for a climate change risk for uh, some, some, some populations. Uh, but what, 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 what else? Do you have anything else that you want to add to the conversation? Anything that we haven't talked about that you think is important? Yeah, I mean, um, I think um, being nurses, now again, I'm a nurse, so maybe this will be a, a biased statement, uh, but being nurses and the, the way... Um, our curriculum is is made. I think we, or I'm, I'm talking on behalf of nurses. Nurses make great um, professionals who can really discuss wide range of topics. You know, um, not getting into politics and all that, but um, topics like climate justice. You know, environmental health. Uh, community health nursing, for example, um, access to healthcare services for all types of populations, um, the different genders and age groups. Um, I think nurses, if they were given the opportunity to, to be involved in those conversations where the policies are made and the, you know, the higher authorities, um, I think uh, things would get much, much better um, and we will have, uh, we will see the, the effect um, of a much structured way of doing things, which nurses are, you know, from nursing assessment, for example, um, to, to the, you know, to setting the settings, the settings of, um, of uh, ventilators. So all that, that journey between this, like nurses are so structured and organized that you can actually get things done quicker, faster, and, uh, you know, with greater results if you include nurses 
So yeah, please do include nurses in your <laughs> thing that nurses are not capable of discussing this, but at least the way nurses work uh, would really be helpful. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen and others. Um, I'm so glad that you uh, joined us today, Najim. This is lovely. Uh, we, you, you have it there. Include nurses in these conversations. Uh, the time is now. We're close to uh, COP26, folks. We've got a couple more podcasts coming up. But again, again, I wanted to thank Najim from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for meeting me in your evening and my morning. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for having me, Robin. Najim describes nurses as bringing excellent skills with greater results and reminds us that nurses need to be involved when setting policy about health. Robin echoes that, saying that the time is now for nurses to get involved. Thank you both to Najim and Robin for this interesting and compelling dialogue. Please join us again for the Climate Justice series of the podcast. Check us out at envirn.org and please subscribe, comment, and share the podcast. Talk to you next time.